What is a myth? A commonality found throughout history in the analysis of ancient cultures and civilizations is the presence of a myth. From the Osarian drama in ancient Kemet to the story of Amma from the Dogon people of Mali, from the world tree Yggdrasil of the Vikings, all the way to the dreaming or the dream time of the Australian aboriginals or aborigines. A myth somehow weaves itself into the culture and is a defining aspect of that culture. One might ask, what is a myth? What purpose does it serve? Why is it important in this day and age? At its most fundamental definition, a myth is the narrative that describes why the world is the way it is. Or in particular, or in a grander scale, why the universe is the way it is. Through the format of storytelling, the various sciences and inner workings of nature and the universe are told through a myth. A myth can be seen throughout history to have been woven into the very culture and everyday life of ancient civilizations. This act of knitting the visible and invisible worlds together required the use of what has been unfortunately programmed and downplayed in the mind of the black man and the black woman, the imagination. Through the use of their imagination, a myth was deeply embedded into a culture. The imagination is a realm where images are used rather than words, thereby giving a metaphorical approach to understanding the world around you. Pictures, images, and symbols allow the breadth of a culture's age groups to all be able to understand nature and his or her role in it. Rather than progressing from one place in time to another or one singular event to the next, a myth uses images which connects the unseen with the seen and also reflects the infinitude of nature. A picture is worth a thousand words, correct? The use of symbols allow the portal of understanding to go beyond the physical realm. This resulted in the automatic balance and complementation, the duality and homeostasis being played out, which just so happens to be an immutable law of nature. To remain stuck on one side of the spectrum is to remain antithetical to nature itself and its laws which all reside within you, according to the law of polarity. The essence of mythology, or the essence of a myth, is its flexibility. Contrary to what some may believe, a myth can be applied in various ways because of the use of images. This gives way to its deep exploration because it is multi-layered. Multiple layers stem from the human experience, perception, and use of the imagination to understand the meaning. Unfortunately, myths have been likened to that of religion. However, religion uses narratives, but the requirement to believe in its literal, literal nature stultifies, stagnates, and suppresses the natural tendency of the mind to expand, learn, and imagine. Therefore, myth and its various applications and interpretations render it applicable, timeless, but most importantly, a living, breathing entity, just as the subject matter it seeks to unfold. As the underlying theme of a myth is to make the complex simple, so does the imagination and its use simplify life. In doing this, one undergoes the common narrative of the hero embarking on a spiritual quest by which different rites of passage awaken involutionary, 
and evolutionary breakthroughs providing incessant horizons to strive for. These rites of passage also reveal how there is not only order in the universe, but how the cyclical nature of the myth explains one's realization of his or herself expanding and corresponding with the design of the universe. Peace, peace, peace. This is Triple Black Truth touching down with the second episode. What is a myth? Like, thank y'all for um, tuning in. I thank y'all for listening in on this episode, listening to this podcast, supporting me on this podcast. Um, well, let's just get to it. You know what I'm saying? Let's get to it. Uh, so what is a myth? You know what I'm saying? Myths are commonly misperceived in society because we are so far from our ancient way of thinking that everything um, in this modern time, in conventional times, in con- contemporary times, um, everything in this time that we're in right now is considered to be the best. It's considered considered to be the best the world has ever seen. You know what I'm saying? Um, those primitive uh, people in the ancient indigenous societies, you know what I'm saying? They didn't know what they were talking about. Um, uh, technology came to save them and uh, they were better off with technology or they were better off being saved. Um, this can This can be... Um, also perceived or rather understood by um, the white man's burden. Uh, if you've ever heard of uh, Rudyard Kipling, the one, uh, the author who um, wrote the Jungle Book, um, if you look it up, the white man's burden, he explains the white man uh, or the Caucasian, the Caucasoid, the recessive, whatever you want to call him, um, he sees it. Um, as a survive as a survival mechanism, seeing that he's the true minority on this planet, as a survival mechanism, or rather a survival tactic, he sees it as his duty. He's turned it as a psychological, um, or in his psychology, he sees it as his duty to civilize the world. You know what I'm saying? And in in this philosophy. He polices the world and he goes around the world thinking that his way is the true way. You know what I'm saying? That sounds like what? The Piscean Age. The Piscean Age was the age, of course, Piscean. The key words are, um, I believe. So it was basically an age of straight belief. You know what I'm saying? Straight belief, um, opinions, uh, conjectures justifications you know what I'm saying it wasn't really uh, tied up in truth it wasn't really bound by truth but rather um, a tyrannical way of thinking that put people or pe- put people under the people in power in a box and in a box you are only limited by what you see in the box you know what I'm saying when you're in jail you know what I'm saying when you're in a cage 
when you're in when you're in the bathroom you know what i'm saying when you're in the room all you can see is what is in there so whatever whatever box that you're in your whole world view your whole view of the world your whole view of reality will be based on what is within that box so unless you continuously expand beyond that box you will never you will never go um according to nature because nature the only constant in the universe is change change is the universal constant yes it's the yes it's a paradox change meaning moving constant being still but understand that the fact remains that your duty here is to learn you know what i'm saying it's to learn incessantly you must be a student of life there are plenty of master teachers there are plenty of people famous people heroes in mythologies you know what i'm saying comic books you know what i'm saying in movies you know what i'm saying real life people you know what i'm saying even bruce lee that said life is your teacher you know what i'm saying we we did this we we understood this in our ancient philosophies you know what i'm saying in africa in australia in south america north america you know what i'm saying in eurasia you know what i'm saying we understood this that you're here to learn you know what i'm saying we've gotten so tied up in this way of thinking um this religious way of thinking that whatever you learn or whatever you um whatever you get from this life is nothing compared to what you're going to get after this life meaning you're putting off your whole life you're putting off learning you know what i'm saying you're staying in a belief you're staying in a comfort zone that makes you comfortable that doesn't allow you to expand beyond because look neuroplasticity look at that term look up that term neuroplasticity is basically the mind's or rather the brain's ability to make different connections between the neurons the synapses in the neurons basically meaning you can learn anything you can relearn anything you can learn anything you can build off of learning this is what makes humans or man different than animals animals although they are archetypes of the principles of nature meaning what we understood them like for example like an owl represents wisdom but some cultures also seen it as death you know what i'm saying an owl represents 360 or rather a whole holistic view of knowledge because it can turn its it can turn its eyes or it can turn rather it can turn its neck or it seems it can seems it may um really can only turn it like 270 degrees but it seems like it can turn its neck all the way around meaning seeing things from a holistic point of view rather than just straight forward straight to the left straight to the right rather getting the whole view of the knowledge seeing it from different perspectives seeing it from different angles you know what i'm saying um yeah so that's basically with animals although they are archetypes you know what i'm saying principles of nature you know what i'm saying they still are not evolving or rather they're not evolving at a rate they don't have consciousness to the point to where man does man is all principles in the universe encapsulated into man you know what i'm saying we are on the third density their third density and matter is the slowest vibration you know what i'm saying this is why everything seems solid you know what i'm saying there's a the law of vibration means everything moves everything vibrates there's nothing at rest so on the third density everything seems solid because it is the slowest 
form of vibration. Now, getting back to what I was saying, man with neuroplasticity, the brain, this is why our soul interfaces with our mind, which interfaces with the brain. The brain, through, the, through its numerous, through its unlimited capacity to learn, that is the significant, that is representative of evolution. Evolution is learning. Learning through experience, learning through learning through so many different experiences and you actualizing though your abilities within yourself, you know what I'm saying, to go beyond the experience presented to you. Meaning you conquer the experience presented to you. You conquer that that um whatever comes to you, you know what I'm saying? Whatever form of adversity. You know what I'm saying? You see this in nature. You know what I'm saying? This is why, this is why, um, Although I said earlier with nature, nature is not stagnant. Animals are not stagnant. You know what I'm saying? You see this in, quote unquote, the survival of the fittest, mean, meaning animals in the wild. You know what I'm saying? Every single day, your abilities are put to the test. Every single day, you best believe there is something that is waiting to eat you. You know what I'm saying? You best believe that you have the ability to eat something else. You know what I'm saying? So every day it's something going on. It's not no just chill that. Yes, there might be some days where you can just relax. And some days you see on like African wild dogs or you see lions. You know what I'm saying? They might hunt something and they might miss the hunt. You know what I'm saying? But the next day you best believe you're going to be hungry and you better get you better get on your shit. Whatever you did yesterday, you better learn how to not do that shit today or else you will starve. And your cubs or your offspring, your next generation that you brought about will starve and that will stop your line. But um, evolution is learning, constantly learning. You know what I'm saying? That's what adaptation is. You see animals, insects, you know, reptiles, amphibians, you know what I'm saying? All of them, they all have specific characteristics specific to their environment. And when their environment changes, either you evolve to adapt to that environment and get and move forward. You know what I'm saying? And find it within you. You know what I'm saying? Those qualities within you to evolve and adapt to the environment to the point that where you're not dying off, but rather you're conquering that change of environment. You know what I'm saying? Or you just die. Simple as that. It's, it's very simple. You know what I'm saying? Evolve, evolve or repeat, evolve or die. You know what I'm saying? This is why we're down here. And this is what a lot of myths, you know what I'm saying? This is what a lot of philosophies, this is what a lot of um, spiritual teachings are about, you know what I'm saying? For example, incarnation, reincarnation. The lessons you don't learn in this life, you're going to learn them because you're a creative aspect of the all seeking to know itself through you. You're, You're the whole ocean within the drop. What what part of the ocean is not in the drop? You know what I'm saying? So when you go forward with that mindset, you understand that then you find you then you seek to find your purpose because we are all down here for a purpose. If we all had the same purpose down here, if each and every one of us had the same goal, mindset, same set of tasks, same set of things to learn, same set of um, uh, curriculum, if you will, then there would be no need for us all to be down here. 
you know what I'm saying? We would all be the same, you know what I'm saying? And there would be no need for anybody to be unique. There would be no need for anybody to be different. There would just be only one person, you know what I'm saying? And so when you look at it that way, that's when you start to understand why our ancestors made the complex simple. You know what I'm saying? This is leading from neuroplasticity learning into how constantly learning means constantly going deeper. When you constantly go deeper, that's when you understand that the more the more I don't know, the more there is to know because knowledge is infinite. You know what I'm saying? So when you understand this is why our ancestors taught through songs they taught through stories. They taught through symbols. They taught through pictograms. They taught through hieroglyphs. You know what I'm saying? Because if you look on the side of the pyramids or if you look on the side of caves, you look on this on pottery um, in various different cultures. You know what I'm saying? The tribal markings on people's uh, the that uh, indigenous cultures faces. You know what I'm saying? The scarification. These were all symbols. Now, um, when you look at it, a picture, we like to say a picture is worth a thousand words, not understanding that when you understand that these pictures had many different meanings, these gods and goddesses, these deities and these myths and these cultures had many different meanings. There was not one meaning. So to stay in that Piscean mindset, meaning meaning that age of stultification, you know what I'm saying? stagnation just not moving you know what i'm saying it's either this or that you know what i'm saying it's even it's either heaven or hell jesus or the devil you know what i'm saying um up down left right either or you know what i'm saying rather than expanding beyond what you believe to be you know what i'm saying is real you know what i'm saying that is when you understand that that is when you go within yourself and understand that there's no realm of knowledge that can be unexplored you know what i'm saying or left alone there's no stone that shall be left unturned evolution nature itself calls for that you know what i'm saying if you don't do it somebody else will but understand that you're going to learn what you need to learn you're going to learn it whether you learn it in this life two lives from now two minutes from now you know what i'm saying you didn't learn it five minutes ago and boom five minutes Five minutes later, you get uh, hit with the same task or hit with the same lesson. You know what I'm saying? That that is what life is all about. Now, what? How does that pertain to a myth? How does that pertain to uh, why myths were so prevalent in ancient indigenous societies? Why why are myths considered? The ancient way of thinking. Why are these cultures that are that are considered so primitive, so without technology? Why do these cultures have, quote unquote, the seven wonders of the world? Why can we still look back at these cultures and look back at them and still in awe? We're still making goddamn documentaries about them and like, oh my god, these people were so humble. These people were so childlike. Oh my, they were so in tune with nature. You know what I'm saying? The, the animals, they, the, the animals didn't touch them. It's just so amazing. Like, we're still, oh my God, we're still on the quest to find what our ancestors, how they lived, how they 
breathe, how they act, how they were so in tune. We'll see you along the next episode. Stay with us. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that that shit that shit is so old. The shit is so simple. But to be in that mind of this this age is the age, you know what I'm saying? What whatever whatever we came from, that shit is for the birds. You know what I'm saying? That was for them. This is not for us. Although we did we are on this plane to make something anew. You can't remember where you goddamn came from. You know what I'm saying? This pertains to you individually meaning your ancestors you know what i'm saying where your family was you know what i'm saying where your family from where your family came from what uh the lineage you come from and this also pertains to you and your past lives you know what i'm saying and this pertains as a as a collective you know what i'm saying the way of thinking myths sought to put you in in the realm of nature you know what i'm saying put you in the mind that you're not apart from nature this whole bullshit of all goddamn um all this shit with these people if you look at it if you look at it this society is stupid as hell you know what i'm saying because look we have to literally tell everybody hey put hey put your put your green bins down at the end of your driveway remember to recycle you know what i'm saying this one is for the trash and this one is for the recycling bin you know what i'm saying people in ancient societies they didn't have to deem this for that you know what i'm saying they automatically knew you fuck up the water you're fucking up your whole goddamn uh society you know what i'm saying you're if you put things to what you only took what you needed you know what i'm saying people weren't just damn chopping down trees oh we just gonna make the biggest bonfire this world has ever seen my nigga you know what i'm saying no you're you're chopping shit down just for that night you know what i'm saying for the society, for the group, you know what I'm saying, for the village, the, you know what I'm saying, for whatever ritual you were doing, for whatever storytelling, you know what I'm saying, event you were doing, whatever was going on, it was only for that moment, you know what I'm saying, but let's get, <laughs> let's get right into it, what, what, what exactly is a myth, now first, when you, when you, when you try to understand anything, you got to understand that, um, you gotta un- you gotta go to the source. It's a cert- uh, it's a thing called etymology. Basically, when you're when you're trying to find the meaning of certain things like words, principles, um, even like the microwave. You know what I'm saying? With a microwave, to understand what a microwave is, to understand what truly what a microwave is, you would have to go to the source. Who created the microwave? You know what I'm saying? Why did they create it? You know what I'm saying? Why are there different sorts of microwaves? What does this type do? What does this type do? Why is this different than this? You know what I'm saying? Different types have different origins, but yet, since they are all coming from the same source, you got to go to the source. So, what is a myth? So, myth comes from the Greek word mythos. Now, there's many different interpretations of this word mythos. So, for the sake of um, simplicity, we're going to use just it means speech, a uh, word, a story, or a legend. You know what I'm saying? Now, we're going to stick with word. Now, for all you Christians out there, or for all you former Christians, or if you're familiar with the Bible, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are the four Gospels. They are the first four um, books in the New Testament. Now, the fourth book, John, 
The first chapter and the first verse starts off with what? It's now this is the King James Version. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Now, this goes into and now we're going to get we're going to get deep into it. But um, that basically to touch on that, that basically touches on the atom, meaning the basic, the smallest form of existence, the smallest unit of existence is the atom. You know what I'm saying? Even farther down than the cell. You know what I'm saying? That's the basic unit of a living organism. But the basic unit, period, is the atom. Now, at atom, A-T-O-M, relates to Adam, A-D-A-M, quote unquote, the first man on earth in Christian, um, in religion. Now, if you take that same concept, Adam was, in, Adam was um, tasked by God to name all the different animals, you know what I'm saying, different animals, insects, that sort of thing, every living organism on the planet he was tasked with naming them now if you look at the, what an atom is different different formations different um configurations of atoms meaning different organisms different structures different things you know what i'm saying different cells you know what i'm saying different structures different um uh build-ups to the point to where this is this ties into the creativity of the universe. You know what I'm saying? This is why there's so many, there might, there's just thousands upon thousands of species of birds. You know what I'm saying? Then you get specific with owls. Then you got hundreds of species of owls. You know what I'm saying? This is all basically from that first unit being the atom. So that's where you get it. Basically, you always want to go to the source. You know what I'm saying? Now, as it pertains to the definition of myth, you see from the get-go, mythos means word. You know what I'm saying? So word, tying it into the word, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, meaning right alongside God, meaning speech. You know what I'm saying? And the word was God, meaning as God. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's where you get it all. You know what I'm saying? That's where you get the shit. Now, basically the myth, a myth is the cosmic play of events that explains how the world works how things came to be or why things exist. You know what I'm saying? This is this is this is basically what a myth is. Now there are three types of myths. You know what I'm saying? Three main types of myths um, that that you'll see and we'll see once we go down the road and we'll start to delve into them deeper and the deeper symbolisms, you know what I'm saying, the, or the symbolic relationships between various um, myths and why certain symbols pop up, you know what I'm saying, um, everywhere, every which way, you know what I'm saying, among similar myths from cultures that are separated, you know what I'm saying, miles and miles, you know what I'm saying, and even through time, you know what I'm saying, um, pulling from this same source, the universe, but creatively as them being in different environments, you know what I'm saying, different times around different people, different animals, you know what I'm saying, that sort of thing. So the first um type of myth that um a lot of people will be familiar with is the creation myth you know what i'm saying the, the how how the universe came to be pretty much you know what i'm saying um why do we see everything that we see all of this had to come from somewhere it didn't just pop up out of nowhere it had to 
come from somewhere. Now, when you understand the occult or esoteric understanding of it is creation is a process. You know what I'm saying? It's not it's never it's never a singular event. It's never just boom, everything was created. As everything evolves, so does creation. You see it and you see it yourself. If you have a goal in mind, you don't the goal doesn't just boom, pop up out of nowhere. It doesn't just manifest immediately. Now, of course, of course, if your vibration is at a frequency, a higher frequency, yes, it'll it'll speed up that manifestation. But still, things take, quote unquote, time in this third density. Therefore, you understand that there is no event. You know what I'm saying? Just boom. Here everything is. So um, the creation myth is also known as the ideological myth, which is basically un- basically the origin of something. Um, it basically understands light coming out of darkness. You know what I'm saying? Like with triple black waters of noon. You know what I'm saying? Those are the primordial waters. You know what I'm saying? The primeval waters that all things. Now, when you look at water, you can look out in the ocean and you can look in these ancient societies. When you see when you see water, that's what you think of being forever. This is why those dumbasses, you know what I'm saying, through their ignorance, you know what I'm saying, but still it kind of made sense through if you look out over the horizon, you'll just think it runs forever. You know what I'm saying? So um, with those dumbasses thinking that you'll fall off the edge of the earth, like, oh man, that just might be it. You know what I'm saying? But understand that when in these societies, all they knew was nature, all they knew was around trees bugs insects you know what i'm saying all they knew was around them and they knew that none of this shit was just here for a re uh, for just by chance it was all for a reason so through the law of correspondence as within so without as above so below they understood the concept of in order to find out the unknown you got to deal with what you see right in front of you you don't just there's a duality to everything there's things you see and there's things you don't see. You know what I'm saying? There's things that are, you, you know what I'm saying? The wind blows. You you feel it, but you don't see it. But you got, you best believe it's there when you got them getting blown off your feet. Or you're trying to light a pipe of tobacco. You know what I'm saying? Or you're trying to light a fire. And this just invisible force just whew, blows out the flame. You know, damn, cut your damn dream short. You know what I'm saying? Um, so... That's basically what creation myths are. Um, light out of darkness, meaning darkness, meaning those dark waters. And that also comes that also, like I mentioned in the last episode, that also comes from those triple black um, waters of noon, meaning those three trimesters in your mother's womb. You know what I'm saying? Like I just said, as within, so without, as above, so below every principle Every principle, it has an inner and outer understanding. And the outer understanding has infinite levels as well as the inner level. You know what I'm saying? So you can't deny either side. You know what I'm saying? And those triple, those three trimesters, you know what I'm saying, are symbolic of the stages of evolving, you know what I'm saying, of evolutionary, you know what I'm saying, consciousness coming into the third density you know what i'm saying but we'll, we'll get into that later but basically though that's what creation myths are 
how something came to be. What is the origin and why is this the way it is? You know what I'm saying? Why does the spider spin the web? You know what I'm saying? Why does, why are foxes, you know what I'm saying, so sneaky? You know what I'm saying? Where did their sneaky attribute come from? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Why are foxes, you know what I'm saying, just like on Dora? You'll see on Dora the Explorer, swiping, no swiping. You know what I'm saying? Why are foxes considered throughout the world so sneaky? You know what I'm saying? They steal, you know what I'm saying? They're, they're thieves, they're robbers. You know what I'm saying? Even when you see on Robin Hood, you know what I'm saying? Robin Hood was not a Robin. You know what I'm saying? When you see it on the, uh, the animated version, he looks like a fox. You know what I'm saying? So let's, let's just move on. Um, historical myths. That's the next type of myth. Basically, a historical myth is like a retelling of an event to where it's it's in a supernatural, like fantastic dream sort of way to the point to where it still has history in there. You know what I'm saying? It's still a historical event, but the meaning, the underlying theme principle behind that event is exaggerated or expounded upon rather than a linear version of this happened, this happened, this happened, rather than a timeline. You know what I'm saying? So it it focuses, it goes past the outcome of the event. Why did this event happen? You know what I'm saying? Why why is this important? You know what I'm saying? So they use, they they tie in, you know what I'm saying, aspects, you know what I'm saying, that are more appealing, you know what I'm saying, and are more open to other interpretations rather than this happened on this date and this cannot be disputed. You know what I'm saying? This is a record in history. You know what I'm saying? It's a myth that uses a historical event to explain a principle or to explain why things the way they are, how things um, uh, relate to one another, that sort of thing. And then you get to the third one. This one is, I believe, the most common the most prevalent, the most prominent type of myth there is. And it's the psychological myth. Now, this is, although we are talking about myths and although we are gonna delve into many, 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 many different types of myths, you know what I'm saying? And their symbolic uh, representations, understand that myth of the mind deals with the psychological myth. Now, the psychological myth First of all, you already get a sense of what it means when it's hinting at psychology. Psychology deals with the mind. You know what I'm saying? So the psychological myth is also known as the hero's journey. Now, some people who, if you're, if you're familiar with mythology or if you're not, you know what I'm saying? There's a man called Joseph Campbell who basically, basically wrote down a framework of how all myths, you know what I'm saying, or rather the hero's journey, how how those myths come come to be. You know what I'm saying? There's a call to adventure, there's supernatural aid, there's a te- there are tests, trials and tribula- tribulation, you know what I'm saying, crossing the first threshold, you know what I'm saying, those sorts of things. There's these stages, you know what I'm saying, within the myth, and these are found out, found out throughout other types of myth, other myths of, of different cultures. You know what I'm saying? To the point to where he called it a monomyth. You know what I'm saying? A monomyth basically means all these different myths that are being told across the world 
have the same story. And this same story is the psychology of the mind, meaning the psychology, meaning the psychology of the human condition. How how through myths, not only did men and women cultures and civilizations explain the universe, how it came to be, why we're here seeking to ask those questions, these 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 symbols were brought about through what we call the collective unconscious. We're going to de- delve deeper into it. But basically the collective unconsciousness meaning or the collective consciousness meaning the one mind, meaning the mind is all, meaning the one into the many, meaning the many, each and every one of us, we all pull from this same source. So no matter where we are on this earth, you know what I'm saying, no matter where we are in the universe, really, these same principles apply. Therefore, no matter where we are, we might see different things, we might see different people, different environments, but yet the principles are rather the same. These are the archetypes. You know what I'm saying? These are the archetypes that Carl Jung, you know what I'm saying, who's another, who's a prominent uh, psychotherapist, um, uh, along with Freud and them boys. You know what I'm saying? He 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 was the one that really delved deep into that that uh, sort of thing, meaning that there are archetypes, there there are certain principles, universal principles that do not move. You know what I'm saying? They might have different manifestations over different cultures, meaning, say, for instance, your um, archetype of like um, the crossroads, you know what I'm saying? Or the choice or um, the trickster energy or um, rather cosmic knowledge. Having the key to cosmic knowledge is known through um, Jehudi and ancient Kemet. You know what I'm saying? Jehudi was the ancient god of knowledge, you know what I'm saying? He wrote the first book, that sort of thing. So you get really that sense of knowledge, but also the crossroads and the ankh that he holds is the key. You know what I'm saying? The key to everlasting life. You know what I'm saying? The key to knowledge. You know what I'm saying? Through the 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 um comb- combination of masculine and feminine principles as anybody who breaks down the ankh, they'll know that. You know what I'm saying? But going down into IET or rather, even into West Africa, you get Eshu Alegba, you know what I'm saying, which goes right into IET, which is, or also known as Haiti, as Papa Legba. Papa Legba is known as the father of the crossroads, father of cosmic knowledge. He, do, he knows every single thing, you know what I'm saying, um, that has happened. Therefore, you go to him before you go to any other Lawa or any other deity in that culture of, or in that spiritual system of voodoo. Or in that myth of that culture, you know what I'm saying? How they carry themselves every day, you know what I'm saying? That culture of the ancient indigenous um, people, you know what I'm saying? Or that that combination of different cultures from Africa who combined on that one uh, plane or that one uh, piece of land that came into that voodoo spiritual system. But you, you see that the archetype, even though it's that one type of energy, it manifests in in different cultures, but rather it's still that same principle. You know what I'm saying? So it's creatively manifesting itself throughout time, but it's still holding true to that same universal principle. So basically that the hero's journey is the hero or the heroine, you know what I'm saying, on an adventure of trials and tribulations to find his or herself. 
what I'm saying? That's what the myth is. That's what the hero's journey is to actualize those principles within yourself. You know what I'm saying? To actualize those principles through tests, through trials, through tribulations, through life. That's what the that's what I started off saying. That's what life is about learning, about evolution. So when you see the hero's journey, it's a more personalized myth. It's a more personalized myth as it pertains to you. This is why our ancient indigenous societies, when you when they wrote these myths, they weren't really right. Even though they had names of these figures, they weren't writing them as factual. They gave, they wrote it in symbolic ways to such an extent that it it left any any reader up to the individual interpretation. Meaning, I can read a myth and get an entirely different interpretation than you and both of us be right. This is why before that Piscean age, we understood we didn't try to shove shit down people's throats and say, nigga, this is this is the goddamn way and you better believe it. You know what I'm saying? We understood it as it pertained to each and every one of us. We didn't say, well, well, if it's right for him and I don't see it that way, that means it's not right for me. I must be doing something wrong. No, every story since it was written in a pic, pic, um, pictorial sort of way, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't just a linear set of events. It was just written in such a way that it was similar to your dream. You know what I'm saying? That's when you understood that it wasn't a specific event to the point to where you need it. It was right and it was set in stone. You know what I'm saying? This The mythology or the myth, you know what I'm saying, was for the individual to apply to his or herself. That is what the hero's journey is. That is what the personal myth, that is what the myth of the mind is. You know what I'm saying? Breaking down your life experiences based on what you've seen, whether it's in your dreams, whether it's through your feelings, whether it's through your emotions, whether it's through the stories in your life, everything happens for a reason. Nothing happens by chance. Every, every single thought, every single thought, uh, choice, every single action that you take, you know what I'm saying? It's for a reason, and, it ha- and according to the law of cause and effect, it builds and it builds and it builds. You are the sum of all the days behind you. This is why they say don't forget where you come from, because you can literally look back at where you come from, put that, take the knowledge from it rather than the sentiments, rather than the feelings, rather than trying to relive that experience. Take what you learned from it and build off of it. You know what I'm saying? That's what the myth is. That's what evolution is. That's what life is. That's what the point of you being here is. You. Yes, I'm talking to you. This is not no fucking general. I mean, this is not no specific, or this is not no set in stone rules. You know what I'm saying? I'm coming from Mount Sinai with these are the Ten Commandments. If you don't follow this, you're going to die. You know what I'm saying? This is, this is you pertaining to you. Your story is different than your mama's story. Your story is different than your daddy's story. You know what you came here to represent if you are interested in finding it out. You know what I'm saying? So that's basically, um, we're going to tie this up. That's basically what a myth is, um, the breaking down of it, the types of myth. um, throughout, Throughout these ancient cultures, Myth was held in high esteem. 
You know what I'm saying? To the point to where they put it on their pottery. They put it on their purses. They put it on their bags. They put it on their clothing. They put it on their monuments. They put it on their, they put it on their, their statues. You know what I'm saying? They made figures. They made stone figures, limestone figures, marble figures. Representative of these figures in the myth because these were certain energetic principles that were living entities in themselves that if you tapped into them, you are not trying to be that person, but you are rather taking those qualities, attributes, those skills, realizing them within yourself. And if you understand and if you looked at yourself and you were like, I know I can improve in that. You know what I'm saying? I, I love this story. You know what I'm saying? I want to be like him. That is where you applied that principle. You applied that myth to your own life. You did not take it as a set in stone book or a handbook like the Bible is or the Quran is or these religious books that have you stuck in these crusades, these wars that were fought over. If you do not listen to me, you're going to die. If you do not accept the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, as your Lord and Savior, you will die. This is what the Spanish Inquisition was about. These niggas goddamn came up with these. They were hiring designers. They're hiring artists. They were hiring people who were particularly skilled in the arts you know what I'm saying of design or rather engineering and they were hiring them to come up with torture instruments torture instruments to the point to where they knew that it was a yes or no answer so that's that's just either that's just either or but they they took pride or they rather relished in the moment of if he says no or if he acts like he doesn't know what we're talking about we're going to put him to right within an inch of his death you know what i'm saying with this instrument you know what i'm saying crushing his toes peeling back his toenails you know what i'm saying goddamn uh um hanging him hanging him from uh four ropes you know what i'm saying with his four limbs and then we're going to put bricks on his back one by one you know what i'm saying just so his back you know what i'm saying his spine will start to break vertebrae by vertebrae you know what i'm saying hopefully hopefully not if you're humane but hopefully in their intention paralyzing him or her to the point of you're gonna say by the end of this torture session you know what i'm saying or you're just gonna die at the end of it but you're gonna say our intention is you to say for you to say for you to convert to our belief now of course you do understand that your reality is based on what you believe so if you believe jesus is coming back you you believe you don't have to do anything you believe you can only go but so far because jesus is going to take care of it and if something went wrong in your life the devil interfered with it not not accountability not yourself you know what i'm saying taking yourself out of it you know what i'm saying you're not even Realizing that you're here to have a purpose. Jesus got it. Oh, the devil did that. You know what I'm saying? When you put yourself into that, that's limiting your reality. So when you believe in these myths, when you start to apply these myths to your life, you start to expand beyond what you've been told, what you've been taught, what you've been programmed to believe. Because when you program to believe or you program somebody to believe something, that's when you put them under your control you put them under your rule when you allow somebody to expand beyond or to use their imagination 
or you let their mind ascend beyond the the limitations that were placed on them. You know what I'm saying? Or the limitations that this third density places on on each and every one of us. You know what I'm saying? As being the slowest rate of vibration. You know what I'm saying? This that's when you that's when you that's when you're expanding. That's when you're expanding on your spirituality. That's when you're getting into your true core nature, shedding this human temple, this human vessel and understanding that the true you lies in the realm of imagination, lies in the realm of your subconscious, lies in the realm of your deep mind. You know what I'm saying? And when you start to decode the myth of your own mind, that is when you truly live. That is when you understand that there is no death. Life, life is for the living. When you are so focused on death, rather than understanding it, that death is only shedding the old and bringing in the new. When you start to understand that, when you really embrace that concept and when you really understand through every myth this was told, you know what I'm saying? You'll start to live rather than hoping you don't die tomorrow, hoping you don't die on your way to work, hoping you don't die or hoping you don't get hurt, fearing everything. You start to look at life in a much more receptive point of view, like everything around me is an opportunity to learn, opportunity to experience. And through experience, you learn through experience. You take on qualities that you never even knew you had or when you realize them or when you take them on, you realize them. And through realizing them and through remembering, you go through a state of remembrance. Don't you don't you go don't you go through an experience and you were like man I got through this man and you get that feeling of like you get that short feeling whether you contemplate on it or whether you just have that short feeling you have that feeling of really like this was already within me I didn't pull from anything outside of me this came from inside of me it was my choice to do this and this success this victory this overcoming of this obstacle you know what I'm saying came through my choice through me applying myself, through me applying my skill. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, we're going to go. Oh, yeah, we're going to dig deeper because th- these myths around the world, these, these shits ain't no joke. You know what I'm saying? You can have fun. You can have so much fun with these myths, applying them to your to your life. You know what I'm saying? And this is for the adept. You know what I'm saying? If you are on here and you're thinking, oh, this shit is just a story. This is not for you. I'm just keep it real. I ain't holding my tongue. If you're on here. You know what I'm saying? And you're like, ah, that's just just a story. You know what I'm saying? Well, let it just be a story for you. I didn't come to convert anybody. I don't want you to believe what I believe. All I am, all I am doing is embarking on my duty to teach what I know. And if you resonate with it, cool. If you don't, cool. You know what I'm saying? Whatever works for you, works for you. But let's go on because look, we gonna get into this shit and we gonna go deeper. Triple Black Truth.